0: Hello everyone, this is broadcast number 35 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show, which is here to bring you interviews with both large and lesser known developers, recap the latest news, debate about topics in indie gaming, and to give you some tips and tricks for your journey into game development. Today I will be your host, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States.
1: Hello, my name is Leo in. I make animations and get in fights.
0: Mm -hmm. on the internet (laughs) yep and right after this music we'll get to our news Alright, so we have a bit of news today, um, as well as me going solo, um, I don't know where Ian is. I texted him, he didn't reply, he's not on Skype. I hope he's alive! But um... He, he alive! He's just <laughs> all Russian money, he and, he uh, how you
1: say, uh, boxing carcass, yes, he boxing carcass.
0: <laughs> yep. So first up we have Sensel 3.0 Android Publishing. Um, The last broadcast, we talked about Stencil's iOS publishing, but um, obviously this week we have the Android Publishing, and it's got a familiar workflow. So testing on Android is really easy. You just need a device with Android 2.2, which is Froyo, or better. All you gotta do is plug in your device and click Run in the new Stencil 3.0. There's Easy Certificate Generation, which you just put in an a name for the certificate, your, a password, your first and last name, company, and a two-letter country code, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I like, I'm like. i just watching the site, and what I like the most about this, um, this new workflow is that they don't make you to upload just to Google Play. They also give you the APK that you can uh, host on your own site and maybe even mm-hmm. uh, allow people to sideload on the device if you have that enabled. Mm-hmm. But um, I am kind of worried about um, the list of devices supported because I had an HTC Hero, and once I paid it up, paid it off in full, it was already obsolete. I mean, games made with Stencil, I can see not working at all. Wow.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely a problem with Android. Is that you know they they come up. <clears throat> come out with new firmwares and within a year your android device is already you know pretty much obsolete yeah well they're, they they're um already um
1: addressing the issue because they do letter boxing or scale to fit uh, on um, abnormal screen resolution losses I'm, I'm not sure if uh scale to fit is the right way to go because then you can have uh, then there's the possibility of there being uh those loose pixels and weird uh sharing artifacts on the borders of the uh, sprites. Mhm. Yeah. I'm more of a leisure box man myself, to be
0: honest. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, so this the new stencil 3.0 has one size fits all it's called uh like Leo was just saying and you can basically scale it for different screens so you can have it the normal uh 480 pixels by 320, you can scale it up twice as big, or you can scale it four times as big. And then, depending on the uh, screen sizes, if it's abnormal, like Leo was saying, it'll basically make it a letterbox, so there'll be a black border around it, or you can actually have it scale to fit, and full screen, and all that sorts of stuff. And then, next... Next week, or in two weeks, they're going to be talking about the native desktop applications and Windows 8. So, we'll make sure to talk about that in the next broadcast. Unity 4.0 is now available. So, uh, they had about a two-week beta, and then they came out with the Unity 4 uh, pretty quickly. Because I remember 3 was in beta for quite a while. Well, open beta, I mean. And then uh, they obviously released it. But there's tons of new stuff with um, DirectX 11 rendering, updated image effects, more features for mobile games, a fine-tuned Shuriken particle system, it's called, which looks really great, uh, more detail and control with your light-mapped scenes, uh, better performance with mobile devices as well as desktops, and there are two new publishing platforms, which is great. Uh, you can now publish to Linux, as well as Adobe Flash.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure about the Flash uh, publishing, because, um, I mean, Unity uh, mostly used to do 3D games, and I don't think that um, Flash has the uh, resources uh, available to it that would ensure us smooth gameplay rather I can see it going kind of jaggy and um, junky plus if, if you're a Mac user like I am it's going to drive the fans up and the temperature on your computer to straight to 90-95 uh, degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also uh, taking a look at the new animation subsystem but I um, Again, it's very three D oriented. I mean, you you're supposed, by, you're supposed to use um, inverse kinetics, and you still gotta import all the assets. The screenshot that I'm seeing kind of reminds me of Mirror's Edge. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely see a lot of coming. I give it three popcorn bags out of five and a small candy bar.
0: Yeah, well, um, Adobe Flash, I believe it's eleven. That's that's the latest version, right?
1: 11.5
0: Yep, 11.5 um, So, with 11, I believe they did introduce 3D to mm-hmm. Flash And I've heard that it's pretty good They have, I believe, the Unreal Engine running on that So, the Unity games I'm guessing Unity made sure to have really good support for Flash So it mm-hmm. does run well But I could definitely see issues with it not running the greatest, like you were saying mm. So
1: I'm more of um, I prefer native versions over um, web pages or flash versions. I mean, I can see flash version uh, being useful for people who want to upload on on newgrounds or congregate. But I'd rather download them or play them online if it's possible. But even uh, playing online, I've had some few issues with the Unity plugin.
0: (laughs) Yep. All right, so next we have two YoYo Games articles. GameMaker Studio Windows Phone 8 export is now available. So you can create games with GameMaker Studio and export it to Windows 8. I don't... Or Windows Phone 8. I don't know what else to say. Oh,
1: YoYo, oh, yo. nobody uses Windows Phone <laughs> Yep. It's just a... It's just a... Um, it's just a... Boogeyman tale that they used to uh, they used to, uh, they, used to scare, they used to scare developers away from the Windows platform and back onto iOS where they damn well belong.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then your Games is also having an autumn sale, although it's practically almost winter. Um, you get GameMaker Studio Web Collection, which is the GameMaker Studio Professional and GameMaker Studio HTML5, 75% off, reducing the price from $200 to a mere $50. But I want to know who can still, um, I mean, who can afford this? I mean, if people um, are complaining
1: about the uh, Steam Greenlight fee... Can the people that this is being marketed marketed to even afford this uh, bundle? Maybe some can, but not all.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you also got to look at that. A lot. Or er, Game Maker Studio is more directed towards people who want to make money from their games. So, hey, if if they're willing to put in powerful. the investment, they're most likely going to get it back from mm. selling their games.
1: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs>
0: And then something that I tried out back when it started around E3 was the PlayStation Mobile, which was originally called the PlayStation Suite. Um, It's an SDK that allows you to develop develop for the PlayStation Vita system, as well as PlayStation-certified smartphones and tablets. Um, You can also download the PlayStation Mobile app, which I just got the other day, on my PlayStation phone. And um there's some pretty cool stuff on there. There's already Super Crate Box by Vlambeer, which I really want to get. It's um currently three dollars and fifty cents.
1: Far too much. <laughs>
0: Far too much. And then on um oops. On the UK it's two pounds and seventy nine I don't know what the
1: Which means that in Finland it'll be three euros and fifty cents.
0: Yeah. But um there are already a few games up on the um app and it downloaded pretty quickly you just log in with your PlayStation Network ID or your Sony Entertainment Network ID they use so many different names for it it's driving me nuts <laughs> they should just be consistent
1: Actually um, my cousin works for my cousin Boris works for Sony Ericsson and he's he's actually been working on the Xperia Line of cell phones, but he, I think he said that he's also worked on some of the uh Sony PlayStation uh, phone uh, things.
0: Yeah, do you know if there's gonna be a new version of this phone coming out?
1: <laughs> um, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you.
0: Oh, shoot,
1: with drones.
0: Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound very pleasant.
1: Those things are so easy to hack into. <laughs> this is a joke, America. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, this phone, I really liked it when I got it. Well, I still do like it. Um, but now
1: it's obsolete.
0: Yeah, it's... The hard drive space is itty-bitty. Like, I can only you... have 300 megabytes of download can space. Can't
1: you um, extend it with an SD uh, mini SD card, micro SD card?
0: You can, um, and put some stuff on the SD card, but not all the apps will allow you to... Um, put it on the SD card, and then a lot of the stuff just stays on the basic hard drive. I'm sitting at about 20 megabytes left.
1: I will talk my cousin Boris about this.
0: Yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great, because I have to... I,
1: honestly, I think it's the Sony XX. I think that this di- uh, this is clearly a decision that's made from the viewpoint of piracy. They don't want you to move the apps on the card because then Mm. there's the if you move it to another device and have the blah 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 it'll be easier for them to pirate the stuff Uh,
0: that makes a lot of sense actually
1: so it's another case of vendor lock-in so if you want to play the game you have to own the device and it has to stay on the phone memory side of the thing
0: Hmm. did not know that that's pretty interesting Mm. I mean it's just speculation on my part but it's uh, on uh with the absence of more plausible or confirmed uh, explanations, I think it's the best one we have at the uh, uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So the Tomorrow Corporation, which created World of Goo and Henry Hatsworth, just released a new game called Little Inferno. Yes. And yes. <laughs> I watched the trailer. And from what I understand is that there's this new product available called Little Inferno, and you basically give it to kids, and they get to throw all their toys in it. I have no idea exactly how the gameplay works.
1: Well, you see, it's a parable against the consumerist nature about Christmas and how we're all pawns of the marketing for that. <laughs> and how we get stuff that they, we didn't even want, and then we just abandon it, and then we just burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I mean, I think that some of the more intelligent games writers are going to write about the game from that aspect. But what I understand, it's a burning simulator where you burn stuff, you make uh, different burn different kind of stuff. At the same time, we which will open catalogs which will enable you to buy different kinds of stuff, with the goal being to see what's on the other side of the chimney or what's outside because the game makes it clear that you're not to go outside, so there has to be something there.
0: I got you. Yep, um, it's 100% indie created by the three guys
1: no, we'll and. just. There the three is creepy looking guys with MacBooks working at
0: Starbucks across the road. <laughs> Perfect. Um it's DRM free and then it's also A or
1: IAP in app purchasing. So meaning that you'll have to work for the coins and it'll never the oh. prices of the products never go so high as so that you have to spend 5.7 hours just getting the enough coins needed to actually advance the plot of the game.
0: I gotcha. Okay, yeah, I've never seen that acronym before. I have. And then it says zero waste. Minutes. It's short, polished, and perfect. Three
1: as C's. possible.
0: <laughs> they have three C's in perfect.
1: You know, I... I'm, I'm, I may be talking out of my butt here, but I think that was intentional.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Mm.
0: All right, and uh, you can buy it now for fifteen dollars.
1: Far too much. <laughs> for a game, for a game with such simple gameplay, it should be at least seven, maybe an eight. Yeah, fifteen is far too much. But again, they're poor, and we're just Indies. We, they, and somebody
0: has to pay for those backpills They have at Starbucks. <laughs> yep. And then, it's also coming to Wii U, this this winter, and, uh, it's currently available on Windows, Mac, and Linux, from what I understand. Or no, no, um, the Windows version is out right now, but the Mac and Linux versions are just about ready. As a Russian, I have to say, the lack of Linux and Mac versions does not bring glory to the game. It is very (laughs) inglorious. But this is the reason I don't pre order games because I had so negative negative experiences when I pre ordered um, Incredipede and um, Retro City Rampage. So I've sworn off um, pre ordering games anymore. I've only. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yes? Oh, no, you continue
1: well the thing with uh, with Retro City Rampage was that I ordered it via the Humble Indie store and they had issues with um opening the pre-order page on the day of the release so people with Steam got it uh, a few hours earlier than I uh, than the people that got it via Humble Indie Bundle got Uh, but you know, it, it was a negative effect because I was waiting to get home from work and then possibly because uh, GOG is located in Europe, so they'd hopefully unlock it before Steam would, which would have been around 8 p.m. finish time. And um, I got to play it like 30 minutes
0: before I had to go to bed in the end. <laughs> but then again, I got the GOG and Steam versions, which was nice. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've only pre ordered one game before, and that was Final Fantasy Dissidia Duodecim for the PSP, and. hmm. That, that was a pretty smooth experience, but I've never pre ordered anything that's digital before.
1: Eh, uh, yeah.
0: It, it, I, it just I, sounds
1: I, I sketchy. Think that, I think that because of the um, issues I had, I won't be pre ordering them anymore. Uh, but rather just wait until their release, wait for the launch sale, because nowadays it seems like every indie game that gets released uh, gets um, a small window of sale where it's like from 10 to 20% off.
0: Mm-hmm. So, to our next topic, I believe the Experimental Gameplay Project is run by the same guys that made World of Goo, yeah, all that stuff. Yep, okay. Um, and... Uh, this month in November, they had the temperature month, and December also has temperature as a theme, so basically you get a month to try to create an original game using experimental gameplay around the theme of temperature, and I'm trying to think of something to do for that, but I haven't well, figured it out. one of the
1: games I'd like to do is uh, a game that deals with metal fatigue, Mm-hmm. which means that if you heat metal and then cool it down very fast, it'll go grow bitter, br- uh, brittle and then with enough force, it'll shatter. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what the um, plot would be or what the aim of the game would be. Maybe a heist of some kind, uh, Oops. gold bars, you know, making... Maybe in the future are, uh, steel is the most... Um, valuable, uh, metal. hmm So they just liquefy it. I mean, they drill a hole under the bank vault, liquefy the steel, then, uh, then let it cool in a puddle of water. I mean, uh, they then just haul it away. Uh, kind of like in that Nick Cage movie. Can't remember which.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of making a game where you have this, um, suit, mm-hmm. um, around you, and doing different functions on the suit heats it up. Alright, and if it gets too hot It'll explode, and then you get to restart the level And some rooms will have uh, Heat generators in them Making you even, get even warmer And then you can jump in water To cool it down, just if so you stay in the water t- Too long, it'll make your suit Fry itself Pretty much, cause water and electronics Don't exactly mix But, <laughs> but that's, that's all I've come up with so far But I don't know
1: Let's
0: see, it might work.
1: Mm.
0: All right, and then there's another um, competition going on right now called the Charity Game Jam, run by um, McFunky Pants from. Well, I said that kind of weird. McFunky Pants. I was like McFunky Pants. Pants funky. Funky. And
1: they have their own show on TV, TV, TLC. <laughs> Yep, uh, so. Here come, here come the Funky Pants.
0: Yep, uh, McFunky Pants is Things from.
1: New,
0: is from the Ludum Dare um, community. I can't think of what his real name is right now. Uh,
1: Christopher Poitil or something like uh, that. Oh, yeah,
0: Christopher. Yep. And basically, for the Charity Game Jam, it's, it's this website that's kind of set up like a TV and a Nintendo console, which is called the Funky Tron. And you press the power button to turn it on, and then you can um, click on different links, such as log in to Twitter, um, donate, and make a game. And then if you press re- reset, you're able to see different cartridges that you can plug into the console, and these are basically the different games. And uh, if you want to make a game for it, just go to charitygamejam.com and follow the rules. You have to create your game using HTML5, Flash, or Unity. Um,
1: oh, oh, it's not a real game jam when they specify the tools that you can use
0: well it all it has to run inside the site so. <laughs> oh. um, and then the the quest is to make a game inspired by the technical limitations of the NES Nintendo Entertainment System this means your game should be 256 by 224 pixels and only use 64 colors using the Nintendo uh, Palette, which they have um, a link to on the site. And then they yeah, said...
1: "Yeah, But you know what? what? Nobody's following the goddamn rules. <laughs> I mean, I, I even saw, saw this uh, one dude make a game, but um, I even said to the guy, like, uh, the, sp- uh, the player sprite has too many colors. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, in my game, because it's the console plus, we can use, <laughs> and show all the cars... On screen at the same time, and I was like, okay. But then I, then I thought, man, that's like a Turbo Graphic sixteen game, man. Yeah. Then I thought, what a rebel. Then I thought, oh, he sold out his um, values. Yeah.
0: Alright, and then we got some bundles going on right now, there's um, seven hours only for the Super Shock bundle, which started, I believe, an hour and a half ago, so if you're listening to this in the recorded version, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's going on today, November 24th, and there are some games available, obviously, I'm going to look at what they are right now, um, it's Captain Forexian, Cortex Command, Jadabots, which is actually a newer game. Starseed okay. Pilgrim, Home, Switch Time Stitch, 30 Flights of Loving, T-Pack Fights Robots, Probability... is that O? I think that's O. Uh, yeah,
1: Probability Zero.
0: Probability Zero, okay. Um, Offspring Fling, which I actually want to play. Uh, Little Gardens, right. Puzzle bots, and the classic VVVVVV. There's currently 5 hours and 34 minutes and 14 seconds. And you get the thirteen games for twelve ninety nine. So each game is a dollar, basically. Mm. Um I don't ah, believe there's crazy any. Eddie
1: from, from the bundle crazy any bundle mm-hmm. store. Yep. I'm
0: selling all these games for fifty cents. I'm crazy. <laughs> yep. Um so there isn't a um a version to get it for the Steam or Desura services, it doesn't look like. But you can get your order on a CD, which adds another $12.50 to it. So you can get it shipped to you so you have a CD instead of downloading it, which some people will obviously use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that boosts it up to about $26. Yep, and then there's the Double Fine Amnesia Fortnite bundle. <laughs> Which is going on over at the humblebundle.com site. Basically, Tim Schafer is revealing Double Fine's never-before-seen game jam process. So basically what they do is they have the team create four prototypes, and whichever one comes out the best, that's the game that they're going to make. So people that contribute to this bundle get three other previous games, um, Brazen, which was just a prototype. Oh, they're all prototypes, sorry. Uh, Costume Quest and Happy Song. As well as the four prototypes that they make during this jam. And what you what you can do is you can actually contribute an idea for them to make a game by uh, contributing your money. And then... Let's see how, how you vote.
1: I'd like to vote for uh, Cage of Piledriver. <laughs> we need games about men in giant rubber suits battling robots that are sponsored by evil Corporations. Ah,
0: I see. There's there's 23 different game ideas that you can vote upon, and uh, they have little videos of what each one is going to be on the page. So you can check them out at humblebundle.com slash double dash fine.
1: Give them your money. They deserve
0: it. <laughs> Definitely. All right, and I just got a message on the IRC. Seleucia <laughs> so said that <laughs> Limb Clock knows more about m- the stuff than me. I'm going to go cry now.
1: That's because I have no life and I spend uh, on average six to eight hours uh, a day on the internet.
0: <laughs> yep. Also, if anybody wants to join our IRC, it's on the irc.afternet.org network with the channel Indie Function, I-N-D-I-E, and then Function. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an IRC client, you can go to the website, uh, which I have under a bit.ly, which is bit.ly slash Indie, I-N-D-I-E, and then in all caps, I-R-C. If you didn't catch that, you can also go to our Twitter And we have a link on that, as well as our Facebook and Google Plus page. So, join our IRC, and while we're doing the interview later, you'll be able to talk to us and ask Leo some questions. La 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 la. Alright, so the Indie Royale has the Indie Royale Stuffing Bundle, with the current minimum being $5.27. If you pay $8 or more, you get an album. There's been about 6,500 bundles purchased... With five days and twenty hours remaining, you get the Dream Machine chapters one through three, Puzzle Agent Two, Children of the Nile Enhanced Edition, and anomal- anomaly ma- 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 anomaly anomaly anomaly
1: anomaly on Earth and and <laughs> Apes and the Yeah. and Mystery.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: In Finland, the greatest nation of all nations, the current <laughs> minimum is €4.06, and to receive the album, you have to pay €6.28. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in this bundle, because again, uh, they seem to be, be focusing more on uh, Windows releases. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of those... Five three are Mac releases, and uh, they don't have the. I don't think they have the policy of uh, if some game becomes Mac compatible, uh, compatible retroactively, then you'll be awarded the uh, uh, Mac version as well. And out of the uh, out of the, these five games, I've only played. Uh, I've played a and An uh, Anomaly. Um, oh, yeah. Still, I mean. Uh, I can tell one thing about Puzzle Agent 1. When I was playing Puzzle Agent 1, there's this puzzle where you have to connect these pipes from a stove to a chimney, and when you start the puzzle the first time, everything seems normal for a few seconds. Then the, the screen flashes dark a few times, and you hear these whispers, and then one of those one of the hidden people comes and steals a tile, and you have to go after him in order to solve the puzzle. And the first time that happened, I nearly... I, I, I jumped on my seat. It, it, it was the, uh, the scariest thing I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, because it happens so su- it happens so suddenly. Uh, which reminds me, I still got puzzle Agent Two in- uh, installed on my Mac, and I really should try to finish it.
0: Crazy. I'm. I. I actually want to try that now because I love seeing spooky stuff in video games.
1: Well, uh, there's the, uh, Steam sale going on, so I think you can get it kind of cheaply. Uh, let me just see, because, uh, Steam does one dollar is one euro, mm-hmm. so, uh, and... Oh,
0: while well, you look that up, I'm gonna talk about the upcoming uh, Indie Royale it's bundles.
1: Uh, oh. $2.24, $2. and Puzzle Engine 2 is $5. Hmm,
0: Cool. And then the upcoming bundles are the Winter Bundle which is in 3 weeks, the Xmas Bundle 2.0 uh-huh. which is in 4 weeks and the Replay Bundle Volume 1 which is in 7 weeks. So I'm guessing they're going to recycle some games that they've had in bundles before for that one, but I'm not they sure. <laughs> and then the Indie Gala site, indiegala.com. That, you
1: know, you know oh. that place sucks. <laughs> I mean, they have horrible bundles all the time, and this is no different. I mean, what do you have here? You have bus driver, deer drive, police simulator, police simulator 2, traffic manager, euro truck simulator, and bridge constructor, which are like clearly made by the same people. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's no reason for you to get these bundles. They have, they this is like the bargain bin bundle store where they pick the worst of the worst in order to make the pu- uh, publisher a <laughs> money. I mean, I, I once, disclaimer, I once won a giveaway bundle from the people, but out of the all of the games there, I could play only like um, one or two. And the rest of them are just like subpar um, <laughs> grade C crap. <laughs>
0: Ouch. Yeah, none of the games really look that interesting in this, especially since it's all simulation stuff, which means that Nurse. you're not going to buy this unless you like simulation games. Nerds. Yeah.
1: I must add some gasoline to my truck so I can pretend I have to be a street sleeper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a day and a half left of that with two thousand three hundred thirty-three bundles left, so if you want to uh don't
1: pretend that you're
0: a re- Euro truck driver or somebody Back. that makes bridges, you can go okay. buy that. Uh, no. but I suggest you don't.
1: You know what? This bundle is so bad so this bundle is so bad it only warrants one bucket of popcorn and a candy wrapper.
0: <laughs> All right, and then the last bundle that we're going to talk about is the Game Music Bundle 4. I approve
1: of this song. Mm-hmm.
0: It has two days, 17 hours, 25 minutes, and 13 seconds left, including the Spelunky um, pfft, soundtrack, the Retro mm-hmm. City Rampage, indie mm-hmm. game, the movie soundtrack, Dear... Game. Yep. <laughs> Dear Esther.
1: many robots.
0: And shoot, yeah, shoot many robots. And that's all in the Tier 1, which is a dollar or more. And then if you um, pay $10 or more, you also get Joypad Power-Up, which has some Final Fantasy-inspired graphics, it looks like. Kanto Symf- Symphony EP, Skyrim Main Theme, Adventures in Pixels, Jotobots, Hotline Miami The Takedown EP, and POP Mythology, me- Methodology Experiment really 1 gone. OST.
1: God.
0: Um We're using I so think many different
1: parts. I, I mean I own two of these soundtracks. I own the uh the musical French Rosita Rampage and Indie game the movie the game the movie the game uh, soundtrack. Um, <laughs> actually actually indie game the movie the game the movie the game the movie the game the movie the game the movie soundtrack is mostly filled of ambient tracks that's uh, caters to some would say hipster crowd, I would say Oh dear God, John Blow is my God. Everything he says is so intellectual. It's no wonder that he never does any conversations that aren't intellectual. He will lead us through the promised land of game storytelling and everything. Soundtrack. uh, Audience. (laughs) I was thinking that maybe if I, again, I've used all my money and I won't get paid until next week, but uh, I would be willing to pay $10 or more just to get the Hotline Miami EP, to
0: mm-hmm. Take Down EBP. But mm-hmm. if I was smarter, I would go to the Bandcamp page where I could get it for like 5 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but you also get all the other soundtracks.
1: <laughs> so um,
0: for that, I'm thinking the... Um, Indie Magazine, which is actually being pushed back a week, it's not coming out tomorrow sadly, um, that we might have a giveaway for the um,
1: the, winner the is entire me.
0: thing. So the
1: that giveaway will be me. i already five you. you just know it yet. <laughs> the,
0: the highest contributor right now is Patron of Justice with a contribution of Two hundred dollars. Holy crap. Yep, and then the number one contributor, um oh sorry, the top ten contributors will receive copies of Indie Game the Movie on Vinyl. Or Vin <laughs> Vinyl Vinyl. Vinyl, sorry. I'm like I didn't say that right, damn it. Um and oh. Zelda Twilight Symphony. The top five contributors will also receive the Retro City Rampage uh soundtrack on vinyl.
1: That's crazy. It's a nice vinyl. Do you want that vinyl? Mm-hmm. You like to make it,
0: right? Our last um, news topic for today would be a post on the indiegames.com dot blog, which is called "The Nine Common Mistakes Every Indie Game Studio Should Avoid." All right, so it basically talks about the nine different things that they think every game studio that's indie should avoid. start as such, starting too large creating that one perfect game, manufacturing your game just to sell it, thinking tactically versus strategically, failing to plan, going it solo, imaginary constraints, ignoring relevant focus areas, and falling in love with your work.
1: I think the writer just uh, described Phil Fish. (laughs) I like... I, I mean, I like Ichiro. I like Ichiro a lot, but he's a nice dude. He's replied to me, uh... I even, uh, disclaimer, I got to beta test, uh, uh, uh
0: for the awesome, for the Mac. Yeah, so, what, disclaimer,
1: what is, uh, I also own, about, I also own all the versions of,
0: uh, what is, uh, about?
1: Uh, base jumping in future Boston.
0: I gotcha. Uh, avoiding stuff, uh, landing safely, and uh, tagging <laughs> buildings with graffiti. I mean, they're uh, they're coming up with two new games: one, two, three. He Drop that Beat like an ugly baby and drunken robot pornography. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our news. Next up, we're gonna do our interview. So with our interview today, we have Leo. Okay, I'm gonna get this right. Loik Loikinen, like Hi. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Close
1: enough.
0: Close enough. Close enough.
1: Don't give yourself any your thought, dear.
0: <laughs> All right. He's also known as Limclock in the um, Ludum Dare community, as well as Twitter, and I'm guessing other places as well. And he is a Twine game enthusiast. So, um, for those yes. listeners that don't know what Twine is, could you give us a little description?
1: Uh, Twine is uh, basically the most easier, the, the most easiest uh, way of making interactive stories at the moment. It's a node-based choose-your-own-adventure uh, game engine, which replies on JavaScript and HTML to make, to give people the ability to make interactive uh, active stories.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, do you create these games through a program, or do you just do it yourself through your own JavaScript?
1: Well, the thing is that you can use either this uh, uh, command-line interface-based uh, thing called Twi, which Twine is built on, or you can use a standalone Twine program, which uh, gives you... The nodes in a graphical repre- representation as well as um, some uh, user friendly features as compared to TWI. Hmm.
0: So, why do you choose to use Twine instead of a traditional game engine with graphics? Uh, because I'm far too uh, impatient to
1: the said game engines and to do all the graphics, uh, sounds, and everything that goes into game making. With Twine I can have an idea a few par- paragraphs down maybe some pieces of art uh, because Twine does allow you to use uh, HTML tags inside your notes uh, and uh, basically have a game mm-hmm. uh, in a much shorter time that it would uh, take for me to, for example, create a game with the uh, game maker or Stencil.
0: Mm-hmm. So how how is the feedback with your games? Because I know a lot of people don't like text-based games. Um, how how have you seen people react to the Twine games?
1: Well, uh, the only people that I've um, gotten to play my games, uh, I I know that they're more on Ludum Dare uh, ISE channel, but uh, the people that uh, that have played my games and even answered me publicly about uh, how they like them are all T are. are Onto Pixelanti and uh, her girlfriend uh, Daphne.
0: I'm pretty sure I played it a while back too.
1: Well, my <laughs> memory is kind of shot because I can't really remember anything uh, past three days. So maybe you have, maybe you haven't played them. Or if you've told me, I, I, I just don't remember. Don't take it personally.
0: <laughs> and um, you just started a site. Uh, today for that has a collection of all your Twine games, right? Yeah, well, um, actually um, I thought that I should do the site. I had time and I didn't really
1: need to feel motivated because um, sometimes people are under the misconception that they need to feel motivated in, uh, in order just to do work. I realized that this might be something that would uh, benefit me in the long run, as well as uh, serve as a nice, easy to edit and easy to edit hub where I could add more games and even talk about them uh, a little bit. So I just think uh, I just thought that okay, I'll just open, get it, look about, uh, look at uh, W W3C School, um, how to. Uh, use the h a ref tag as well as the uh, br and the other tags that I felt I'd need, and you know then I just hardcoded in uh, uh, in get It. I just wrote everything by hand. Uh, used the Dropbox to uh, get the links for my games, and that's that.
0: Hmm. So um, do you have a publicly um open URL for everybody to see it?
1: Uh, yeah, but I'll have to, uh, uh bitlify it, uh, first, but the, um, uh, hold on, the, uh, well, I'll just bitlify it as we speak, because I am a super cool dude who can do th- two things at the same time. <laughs> so here we go, so now I just click Customize, and I'll give it LLC Twine, Okay, so the address is http: colon slash twine. LC- I shall now tweet. I shall now tweet my twine games in one convenient HTML page. book mark Damn you. Dot Dot.
0: Alright, and we also just put that link up on the uh, Broadcast 35 page on the website, which, if you're listening to this live, is not available yet. But you can um, just go there, and we have links to both his Tumblr blog, as well as now his Twine Games. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to retweet your tweet which is right here. And Twitter is being about head. Come on. Alright, so retweet. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Okay, um... Seleucius had a question, saying, Why don't you team up with someone to make a graphical adventure game like the non-game Dear Ether? Esther. Yeah. Um...
1: That's a good question. I think that um, I've not yet found someone who'd be willing to work for me or work with me because if I'd do a long game, I'd mainly focus on the um, the script, the story of the game as well as the artwork, but when it comes to coding or stuff like that, I'm, I wouldn't be able to do anything. Uh, and it would uh, I mean uh, the, all that the programmer would have to do is you know uh, make it I mean code everything unless he's using a pre-made engine or something but you know, and you know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to focus on one thing in an, any given assignment like even at work when we do commissions and stuff for clients I'm I ask my boss if I can only focus on either doing the illustration or the copy. And once, that do- once that's done, I can move on to the next thing and start working on my area on that. So when the rest of the people have finished, they'll uh, they'll have some material to go on with and uh, they won't have as much work as I would or as much work as they'd have if I hadn't move
0: on to the thing before them, and already laid out some groundwork. Hmm. Interesting. Does that answer your question, Cell? Oh, he's got a second question now. Why are you not drawing creatures or new designs? He said it's easier to get a job in that field.
1: Um... I feel like I've gotten stuck... In drawing just um, characters or character animated uh, character animation, inspired uh, characters like birds, humans, people, um, it's very hard for me to come up with new creatures or new designs because I feel that I don't have the creativity that I once had, or I don't feel as freed as an illustrator to do these things, and I, I, I fully realize that I'm in some kind of a rut, and this is one of the reasons that I uh, seek the help of a, uh, a psychologist. Hmm. I mean, it's not like I'd um, like to, I, it's not like that I wouldn't like to draw creatures or designs, I just don't know what I should be drawing. It's very hard for me to tell myself, okay, just play with the ideas, just throw whatever comes to your mind, and if you like something, take it forward, refine it, and make it something you can uh, publish. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been able to do that, and I realized that um, this is kind of na- navel-gazy and kind of angsty, but this is the current situation that I'm in, and I realize that, and because of that, I'm seeking professional help to see if there's anything that can be done about this.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what one thing that I think you could do is you could probably try to spark some of that creativity back. You could tweet, or just jump in the Ludum Dare IRC and ask, you know, what you should draw, and have them come up with some crazy things for you to draw, and then maybe that'll spark your creativity again. But that, that's just a suggestion that I
1: came yeah, up with quick. That's actually, um, I might try that, but I might try that tomorrow because um, I do have some rules like uh, not working after nine and, you know, in order to uh, keep some kind of a um, sensible life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 mean, I, I mean, like, uh, during Sundays, I feel kind of, Guilty and depressed by the end of the day because I on Sundays. I don't really manage to ever get anything done. So This is actually a um, Good good suggestion to motivate me to do it actually doing something
0: <laughs> Cell has another question um, Why are you not drawing everything Lord cell is telling you to draw?
1: <laughs> because Lord cell is a little piece of shit. <laughs> Nah, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, uh, maybe because I don't feel. I mean, as an artist, I feel. I I know that as an art artist, it's very important to be able to draw all kinds of different things, and uh, maybe I should draw some of the things he says, but not all of them. I mean, I. I
0: don't know. Yes. Yep, uh, if anybody has any questions for Leo, uh, you can join, as we said earlier, the irc.afternet.org network, and it's the Indie Function channel. If you don't have an IRC client, go check our Twitter page, um, com slash indie, I-N-D-I-E, function, and we have a link to the IRC, so you can jump in and ask... Leo, about anything, really.
1: <laughs> um, i just like to mention that uh, Borderlands 2 has gone on sale on Steam at 50% off, making the current price $24.99. Hmm.
0: Yeah, my neighbor, uh, Aaron, he's been obsessing over that game. <laughs>
1: mm. uh, I saw on Amazon UK that they had a sale on the game, game, uh, I was able to get it for 33 euros and 10 cents and this is for the Xbox version. Hmm, wow. Uh, it should be here by Tuesday, but uh, because I took the Super Saver um, delivery, I don't... Um, I'm not holding my breath. It might happen, but uh eh, eh, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So, have you created any non-twine games?
1: Uh... <laughs> One I created one this very very crude platforming game
0: to make people who told me you should make games to shut the hell up <laughs> and um if you weren't making... game oh sorry
1: it's a non game that uh, pretends to be a game. <laughs>
0: I got you. If you were to not be making Twine games, uh, what type of game do you think you'd be making right now?
1: If I'd had the patience and the tenacity to actually do uh, to actually do games, maybe as a living, I'd target the iOS and maybe the um, Mac side and the Windows side. I'd, I'd probably be using Game Maker to make games. Maybe one of the ideas I've had, which, I mean, w- when I tell my ideas on the IRC and uh, on the Twitter, my I hope that people steal those ideas and actually make something that I can play, because A, it saves me on the job, and B, it gives me the opportunity to work with people that actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas I've had is called not, uh, Macho my Masochistic Massacre which is basically a score attack game based on the glass cannon mechanic meaning that uh, the closer you are to death the more powerful you are and the higher your score score multiplier will be and uh, when you die that's that and the idea is to uh, keep yourself alive to get the highest score possible but also to keep the health down enough to make the multiplier go up, and the uh, the attack damage go way up. I and like it. Of the original design document, you were equipped with a gun that could shoot every
0: bullet imaginable, every, every bullet ever ever manufactured, which which would solve the two weapons at a time problem. Hmm. That would be really sweet.
1: Mm. Again, people are making um, people if you're interested, uh, contact me. I'll help you with the uh, the mechanics and maybe the, with the art of the game and uh, I'd be happy to work with you to make this a uh, real thing. and if you want to uh, sell it, uh, it's okay, but uh, i want I want uh, one free copy for my Mac. <laughs>
0: That's and all you it, ask for.
1: Yeah, I mean it's fair. I mean, if, if, if the dude manages to make if it's a runaway hit, if they make like a million uh, euros, then I'll just ask that. Hey, uh, could I have? To, uh, could could you buy me these things, or could I have fifty thousand euros? <laughs> I mean, my dream is that I'd be hired as some, somewhere as an idea man. Like, I'd spout out these ideas for games, and when they grab onto it, I'll be asked to work on them.
0: Yeah, I'd have to say that's probably one of my stronger points, too. Mm. So, I, I've i always thought that that would be a really cool job, is actually coming up with the ideas behind the game and being creative director. Mm. So, you basically get to control what, what they're going to make, so yes. they don't make anything dumb. <laughs> mm. um, and then, Seleucius just asked about our... he just said my strongest skill is talking English funny Um, he's asking our opinions on the project goddess kickstarter I just sent you the link uh, via
1: I saw it I I mean again I spend most of my time on the internet so I know these things because I have a hyper mind
0: (laughs) yep Uh, so right now it's sitting at right over 5,000 backers with one hundred thirty ish Euros pledged of the four uh, hundred
1: uh, uh, 400- uh, not Euros British pounds.
0: Oh, sorry, pounds, whoa. Of the four hundred fifty um, pounds goal with twenty six days to go, so they're already about a third of the way to their goal, already four days in of the thirty.
1: Mm.
0: So Goddess is a delightful reinvention of the game of the God game From Tutu Cans and Peter Molyneaks, I hope I said that right.
1: Molyneaks.
0: Who created the genre for the PC and mobile iOS as well as Android? Mm. So it's an innovative reinvention of their game Populous, the -hmm. original god game, and delivers exciting global cooperation, competition, creation, and destruction to a whole new generation.
1: Fun fact, uh, I played Populous on two serial-linked Amiga 500s. Cool. Yeah. And I didn't understand what I was supposed to do.
0: So, the team has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19... People, so I don't know why they call themselves Twenty Two Cans because there's only nineteen of them.
1: Mm, well, the uh, the basic idea of the company was to have twenty two employers who, when asked, can some uh, something uh, can something be done, they'd say it would, it can.
0: Ah, I got you.
1: Yeah. So the opinions are, uh, I don't know, because Sophie, uh, Sophie Holden, the most prettiest and awesomeness and the scariest lady developer of all time, all time, uh, went on a rampage because of it, and I think, I feel like she has a leg to stand on. I mean, it is kind of uh, silly that a man of such wealth as Molyneux would ask for this much of money to basically fund again, that he could maybe fund himself. But um, one of the things is that uh, a smart businessman never invests his own money on his own company or in order to keep it afloat, like Steve Jobs didn't invest more of his own money on Next when he was uh, floundering. Um, I, I mean, the thing is that people are drawn to this kind of stuff because they have such warm childhood memories of the original games. Uh, The trouble with Molinier is that he's prone to overpromise what he can deliver. So maybe Sophie's point... I I can't speak for Sophie, I didn't follow it, because frankly I didn't care. (laughs) But Sophie's point might be that he should be able... Like uh, he's gonna get the funding because he's rich or well known, and that's not right because there's so many people that could use uh, Kickstarter to as a way of uh, alternative funding means to get their dream game made. But now we're just going back into the big publishing where instead of having big publishers, people fund the big name authors of games instead of finding new and exciting things from smaller teams. I think that the idea, uh, I mean, I don't know how much money in the bank Molyneux has. I mean, maybe he's burning through it at a fast rate because of his estate, of the employees he has. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe he just doesn't want to invest any of his own money on uh, this thing. I mean, frankly, I'm. Uh, I have this calm indifference towards this because I know that I don't have to fund this. I can choose not to fund this. I can choose to be a way, I can choose a way to be informed of these incredible things done by small teams. I don't have to pay for anything that I don't really want to play. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that. See, <laughs> so yeah, I don't really have an opinion on this yet, because um, I haven't really seen any gameplay or anything. Or watch the video, because obviously I can't watch the video right now while we're on air because A, that'll slow down my internet, and B, the sound will obviously echo through to you guys. But um, I'm gonna have to check that out because it it looks kind of interesting. They have some cool prizes for people that uh, donate money, they have form access, which is the very bottom. Um, You get design documents. Making of, feature, uh, in-game achievement, a dev webcam, a beta for it, a roll of honor, your name on courtesy, additional copies, um, new powers in the game, an in-game statue, an alpha version of the game, um, a signed book, character figurines, which I think would be mailed to you. Uh, a diamond pendant, uh, help design a god power, so you actually get to contribute a power to the game. Yeah. And if you donate 5,000 pounds, you get a VIP pass to visit the E3 Expo. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I don't
1: know. That's crazy. Uh, disclaimer, I've backed two projects. One of them was, was John, uh, Chris Falusi's, uh, Labels cartoon, and one, the other was the two brothers by some development team on somewhere.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it, lo- it looks cool though. What yes, do y- it does. So, do you have any more questions, Cell? And does anybody else have
1: any questions? I think that Cell is the only active participant because he cares for his Nordic brothers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the IRC is pretty quiet today. It's yeah. weird. The question. Why? Brett? Why? Uh, why? Why are you using your old icon? Why? Washington. That's
1: what.
0: Cause I haven't had a chance to update it yet, so.
1: He's using his old icon on his side because Washington. Washington.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to update that later is. today. Let's see what size it even is. Se- seventy-five by seventy-five. So yeah. I'll too just... damn
1: high.
0: Yeah, way too high. Way too high. The
1: rent is too damn high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> BBQ. <laughs> <laughs> BBQ.
1: Yeah. Indeed. BBQ. Now here at Southern South Johnny's Barbecue, a pig-slaughtering restaurant. We slaughter our pigs on the table, so you can see as we do the barbecue with a slow, smoky roast at, right at your table. mm mmm, that's some good grease them ribs. <laughs> All right in their ribs.
0: Alright, I got a question from Cell asking if I'll be entering Ludum Dare number 25, and that also applies to Leo. I will indeed be entering Ludum Dare. number 25 and I'm not going to let anything get in the way because every single time something comes up in real life but this time it's not I'm gonna lock myself in my room and make everybody go away
1: shut the fuck up mom I'm making games (laughs) (laughs) pretty much um, what's the theme? Has the theme been, uh, decided on?
0: No, uh, the theme isn't decided on until the day of.
1: I might participate depending on the team and whether or not it, uh, lends itself to be a Twine game. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but I'm also entering the, uh, charity game jam, so if you want to see my work on that... Well, uh, 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 uh.
1: Straight up dog time.
0: Why so? Would you like to uh work together for Ludum Dare? <laughs> and he's silent. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Cry. Yes, no, baby. Brett, no one likes you.
1: You smell funny and nobody likes you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So is there anything else that you'd like to talk about um, before we end the show?
1: Um, uh, On a scale of bro to total bro, how excited are you about the upcoming game? Dude bro 2, my shit is so fucked up, I gotta shoot Slicey so 2, it's straight up dog time.
0: Um, considering I hardly... know what we're talking about, I'm going to have to say uh, as high as the scale goes. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Did you just make that up, or is that actually a game? No,
1: that's a real thing for me, hmm. They're making a the
0: game, brah They are making it happen. They are They're making a two D two D running, running gun sh- uh, game. They tried to make it a top down arena shooter, but then, it, uh, then they three D volunteer spells. So they said, uh, "Ah, fuck it, we're going. We're we're doing it live." <laughs> We're in old school. It's gonna be a Mega Man club. Woo! Absolucius just asked another question. Will Leo be teaching Brett to talk proper English? I sure hope so.
1: Nobody can teach these Americans anything. Damn <laughs> Americans with their potatoes. And their and their Obamacare and the Republicans who are who are psychotic, wanting every common person to be as miserable as possible, so that their own shares in corporations would increase and stuff. That just kidding. I don't really talk like, think like that.
0: Yeah, that's us, America. Yeah, America.
1: Fuck yeah! Guns, beer, boobs, woo, frat <laughs> boys, gaming, woo. <laughs> it's
0: so interesting seeing other. Parts of the world's perspective on America. He's
1: just a real, real American, like Hulk Hogan, and Mustard Drugs and Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, any more questions for anybody? If, this podcast
1: is brought to you by Blatant advertising, of which we're not even getting paid for.
0: <laughs> yep. Alright, so if anybody wants to ask Leo a question, just jump in the IRC, which I've talked about 500 million times. They
1: should. I'm awesome.
0: Or send us a tweet, because I have Twitter on my phone, so... I'm constantly refreshing that. (sighs) Um. So Lucy said, "Screw that. Let's just make you a girlfriend for the next Ludum Dare, no matter what the theme is."
1: You got a pretty mouth. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, Sal, is she gonna be bigger than thirty-two by thirty-two pixels?
1: By 32
0: pixels in my pants, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, do you have your keys in your pants?
1: Indeed, I do, as well as my cell phone.
0: Cool. Oh, Celestia so said C, 64 by
1: 64. Whoa. Damn, son. you're real. That's crazy. That's crazy balls.
0: Crazy crazy crazy. Why
1: can't all cray
0: cray? Oh <laughs> god. Alright. Overcompensation for you, Brett, if you get my drift.
1: We sure do. Sailor has a small penis and he's insecure about that.
0: Indeed. Well, um we're going to go to our credits now, so thanks for listening in and listening to this music, bro. Thank you for listening to broadcast number 35 of Indie Radio. This broadcast was broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and was recorded using Audacity. All music is found on Newgrounds, coming from Copacetic, Ichigo Chaplo, I-Miss-U, and Enigmatic Wolf. Thank you again for listening in, and we hope to have you be a part of the next broadcast, which will be December 8th. The interview has not yet been chosen. Tweet us who you'd like us to interview, and we'll try to get them on the show. Thanks again, and have a great weekend.